The Flames stayed quiet, but have their first rounder. Samuel Hosnick, you are a Calgary Flame. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Round one of the draft has wrapped up by the time you're watching this, and we, we do have some unpacking to do because the Flames did have a first round pick. They didn't trade Noah Hannafin or Elias Lindholm. So, so what are we what are we doing here? What's the plan for the rest of the weekend? But before we dive into that, please make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube as well. We're here for you every single day, Monday through Friday, your team every day. So Samuel Hosnick, I did not have him on in my mock draft. I had Matthew Wood from UConn, who went uh, the pick ahead to Nashville. And that's the second year in a row I have missed a pick. So next year, Nick can, Nick can pick. <laughs> but in all seriousness, this is exciting for the Flames. Samuel Hosnick is an 18-year-old winger out of the WHL. He has size. He has skill. And talent on his side. He's 6'3 and 180 pounds. So he, he, he has some bulking up to do. But he still has a nice shot. He loves playmaking. Which I think is so important for the Flames to, you know, they, they do have a, a, a hole to fill with the absence of Johnny Gaudreau and his playmaking ability. So to kind of... Uh, eventually get something back would be very neat to, you know, have someone with a high hockey IQ driving the plays again. I think that it's exciting to have another young forward in their system that has a strong two-way game, by the way. I was talking uh, with the Locked On Prospects, NHL Prospects uh, guy, Hattie, and he, he had a lot of praise for... Uh, Hosnick just because it, he is he's big but he does have a strong two-way game he he loves commanding and drawing up plays but one thing that he wants uh to see is Hosnick kind of get used to the way that uh hockey's played in North America and you know driving across the middle and of the ice and kind of going from there because there. 18 years old, right? Like to, to me, that is a child that just, <laughs> or an adult that just graduated from high school. They are uh, fresh. They are fresh. They are still able to be molded, but a lot of his development has been done already. <laughs> and we're going to eventually see him in the NHL. I think that two years, uh, like Hattie said, um, two years is a solid timeline I guess if he does stay with the flames and makes the jump 
we, or I guess I should say the Calgary Flames, really need to build up that prospect pool, right? Not only are you looking to, you know, obviously build your future in your, your AHL team, but you also trade these guys. You know, they're kind of just sometimes just trade pieces, um, as awful as that sounds. So, you know, you want to get the most out of these guys. And I think that he, if he spends two years in the, um, in the, oh my goodness, in the AHL and WHL, you know, he's going to have success. I think that it, it, it could be something for the flames. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's so hard to write anything off right now the Flames have a lot of work to do. So it's a lot more fun to look forward than kind of dwell on the quote unquote better players that were left on the board when the Flames picked. But I feel like you just, you have to find something to be excited about. And if that is a first round draft pick, it's a first round draft pick. Sometimes I feel like people look at hockey and, like, they want to manipulate how things work. And I get it. I would love to be a general manager, too, and have all my favorite people on my team and everyone else stink. But, you know, it's okay to take a deep breath and enjoy it. <laughs> it's okay. I promise. Thing Things are going to probably be bad for the Flames. But not so bad that they're unwatchable. I shouldn't say that because that could come back to, to bite me. But coming up next, we are going to talk about some moments from the draft that we just absolutely have to discuss. And we would be remiss if we skipped over them. But before we do that, I do want to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in Bonus bets, that's up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's that's a lot. Listen, you can buy a lot of chicken wings for $200. On, on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. Or you can let it sit in the account. It's up to you. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So all you have to do is sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets back. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today uh, as we wrap up month of June here on Lockdown Flames. It has been a pleasure cruising through the off season with you and I hope you stick around because I I think it's going to be a busy one for the Flames. It's almost like they have some moves that need to be done, right? But before we do kind of talk more about the underwhelming uh, vibe of tonight, we have to talk about the high moments, okay? We need to keep going on, on the positive side of things before we kind of nosedive there, right? But Connor Bedard, obviously it was great to see him uh, go first. 
there is nothing I love more than seeing like parents cry uh, when their small child is picked at the draft. I think that it is so exciting and just kind of, you know, a reward for all those early mornings driving them to practice or uh, how many things in the house they broke from playing hockey inside. But I, they were showing, you know, obviously highlights and stuff of Bedard and I could not get over how easy he made this look. He just, he did it with such ease. It was effortless. It was like second nature to him. And that's when you know someone is good at thing, something, anything. It could be dance. It could be soccer. It could be baseball, sports, art, obviously hockey. Uh, you know, Connor McDavid does the same thing. It just so fluid and so, again, effortless. <laughs> I loved it. I think that uh, this is going to be an exciting time for Chicago, especially because they did just acquire Taylor Hall. So, you know, I think Taylor Hall on a line with Connor Bedard and I, I don't know who else is in Chicago or who they'll bring in, but I think those two could definitely be fun to watch. I don't um, necessarily think it's fair to put Bedard in a situation where, okay, like he's going to score 50 points or he's going to have an 80 point rookie season and just don't, don't do that to yourself because then people are going to call him a bust. And again, there, there are so many things that have to go wrong for him to be a bust. And I don't think that that's in the cards. So try again later. Leo Carlson leapfrogged to number two right over Fantilli. So he is an Anaheim duck and that is super exciting for him. I think he will fit in great there. Um, definitely will help out Trevor Zegris. So the more the merrier. Um, actually, no, because he's in the Pacific Division. Might be a problem. But in all seriousness, it's great to see these players get selected and, you know, take that next step in their hockey career. And I just, I love it. I, I love the the hope that comes with the draft for for fans, for players, for you know, obviously those in the organization, it's just an exciting time. So there's a lot that goes into making a hockey team successful and a lot of things that go into a, like building a player into who they are, you know, and that is why I love Adam Fantilli's suit vest. And it was breathtaking really he had the names um on his back of like his quote-unquote village um and everyone that has helped him get to this point and I love when people show any sort of gratitude to you know your parents who drove you to practices who turned their backyard into an ice rink who sat at the freezing cold rink and watch you get beat like 12 to nothing because you're, you know, you're coming up as a kid and, uh, you know, taking care of you and going to the doctors, getting you checked out. And it, it's just a nice reminder that, you know, these guys are human beings. <laughs> I think some people need that reminder a lot. Um, Carrie Price, speaking of 
people being humans and being humans, really, Carey Price made his first public appearance for, I would say, last year or two. Um, it was great to see him out on the draft stage and announce the Montreal pick, but unfortunately, he did kind of flub. He forgot the player's last name, and that's okay. There were, there are people like making a big deal out of this and like I get it you're you know you should be on for that kind of moment but can we just remember that Carrie Price was in the player assistance program I, I believe or he stepped away from hockey for a little bit I can't remember I believe it was a player's assistance program has been hurt and injured basically forced into retirement, but just writing out the rest of his contract. And he, so he hasn't had the, the fine tuning media skills <laughs> that, you know, you get every day when you're at practice, you're talking to reporters, you're addressing the media pregame, postgame at practice. You're not getting those reps in. So have you, have y'all ever given a public speech? Have you ever had to take a public speaking class and get up in like the first three words out of your mouth, just smooth sailing? But then as soon as like you have to start thinking, your brain just turns everything to mush. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, he, he apologized. <laughs> we can move on. People make mistakes. And just give him a break. But I, I really, really loved that Will Smith, who was selected by the Sharks, had the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song playing as like his selection song. And I love even more that he is from Lexington, Massachusetts, which is not exactly near where I'm from, but it's part of Boston. Not really, but... Everything's part of Boston uh, in Massachusetts, unless it's uh, the Berkshires. <laughs> but it it was fun. He was fun in his interview. He talked the theme song with Emily Kaplan. And it just, these guys are so young and so fun. And I think that if I wish I had a dollar for every player that <laughs> said, uh, they modeled their game after Patrick Kane because I could probably afford to take a paid day off from my day job. But no, in all seriousness, it's just, it's nice to see these guys come up and, you know, we'll look back in this time in three to five years and we'll laugh at the draft pictures and, Oh, this guy isn't even with that team anymore. And look how far this one's come. And Oh, now this one's playing in the Stanley cup final or something like it's exciting to look forward to. And I feel like people need to start doing that more. <laughs> I feel like we all get so caught up in the heat of the moment and just forget why we're rooting for these teams and these players. But uh, Mitchkov did drop to the Flyers. I was shocked. He just kept going and going going but the flyers snagged him daniel brewer said we'll take you 
And in his interview, he said that uh, he expects to be in the NHL soon or very soon, I believe he said. And then uh, in the next interview, <laughs> Daniel Breer said, we're fine waiting. Like they'll, we'll wait if we have to sort of thing, because he does have three years left on his KHL contract. So, you know, I think that there, again, that that's something exciting to watch. You get, I feel like these like non-traditional quote unquote paths to the NHL are so fun to watch. You know, you see guys come out of schools like UMass Amherst, like Kale McCarr, come out of UMass Amherst and just be an absolute force. It's exciting because they there's like that underdog story. And here you have this kid that was, you know, really expected to go in the top four, top five, and he didn't. And his like, it was off ice drama. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it simply just because he's a Russian and didn't want to meet with or people like teams were having a hard time meeting with him. I don't know, but I just, I feel like we're going to look back uh, in a few years and see that it really wasn't that serious and that he was an 18 year old kid, but coming up next, we have to, we have to end the show on a negative note. Not, it's not even negative. It's just bleh. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around and hanging out with me on Locked on Flames. You can follow me on Twitter at JustBelmosto. Tomorrow, Nick will be joining me, and we're probably – I'm not going to say talk about some trades because I don't know what's going to happen. I have no faith. <laughs> I have no – I shouldn't say I have no faith. I have no expectations. I feel like when you have expectations, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. I had a very good friend tell me that when I was in high school, if you have expectations, you're bound to be disappointed. So that's why you got to kind of approach things neutrally. Like that Tyler Toffoli return, very disappointing because you expect a first in return, but you get a second, third, third, you get a third. But I truly expected there to be a trade or two tonight, uh, especially with the flames. I thought that Noah Hannafin would have been gone. Shipped off. I, I don't know where. But no, it didn't happen, which was very surprising. And I feel like there was so much hype leading up to the week of the draft. You know, last weekend it was, you know, Kevin Hayes and like two other players are going to St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis or Kevin Hayes was going to St. Louis and then, like, three players from the Blues were going to be returning. But one of them didn't waive their no-movement clause. So it, it just didn't work that way. And it just ended up being Kevin Hayes for a sixth. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this. Players do not have to waive their no-movement clause. They should not be expected to waive their no-movement clause. Unless this player comes to you and says... I'm willing to waive my no movement clause for you. Do not expect it. Especially with a player that signed a long-term deal with your team and just had a baby. You, like, what are you doing? 
and you, these are the things that drive me bananas because yes this is a business yes you know trades happen but if you are why are you saying this he's going to be included in the return when he hasn't waived his no movement no move clause there's there's no way he can be in that trade so why didn't you talk to him first i i don't know tory krug true Man of the man of the people. Maybe he'll be a PA, PA rep this year. I don't know. But again, uh, the Tony D'Angelo trade also fizzled out. You know, he was rumored to be on his way back to Carolina, and then that there was like a snag, and then it supposedly was ironed out, and then it came back. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would say at this point, it's probably not happening solely because, um, I don't know, I feel like the Flames, or the Flames, the Hurricanes would have sped this up a little bit because of the draft and what you might be trading for. What? what? You know? You, you never know. And I feel like you have to be so proactive. And I understand that these teams are strapped because of the salary cap. And it is so frustrating. And there was another report today that said the ball is in Elias, or it's no longer in Elias's Lindholm's court. It is back in the Flames court, which makes no sense to me. What are we doing? What are we doing? Is he staying? Or when are you trading him? Because time is running out. <laughs> Uh, I feel like if you want to get the most return on your investment, you would have traded him before tonight. But again, I'm just a silly little girl with a podcast and general managers are general managers. It's, I don't want to say discouraging because I don't think that's, I feel like that's too strong. I guess with how this UFA group is literally in two I guess three days technically um I expected there to be a lot more movement than just whatever this was can, can we talk can we take a break for like one second here Luch going back to Boston I I will truly never be free I have seen people do mental gymnastics and saying, well, he contributed two seasons ago. Baby, that was two seasons ago. That was a long time ago. And you need a fourth line grinder, okay, but do not expect to get anything out of that line, especially if you throw two young kids on it. But, you know, everyone's just going to do their thing. And we just have to kind of accept it <laughs> and take it for what it is. I... I'm I'm kind of bummed out that the Flames didn't trade anyone. I fully expected them to be making moves. I thought Noah Hannafin would have been the first domino to fall ahead of Toffoli. Toffoli wanting seven to eight years is absurd. He's 31 years old. I love Tyler Toffoli. You know that I love the Toffoli's RIP Dodger. No. You are not getting seven or eight years as a 31-year-old. P. 
people people are having like lighting their hypothetical cities on fire for the thought of extending a 28 year old eight years and you want to talk about 31 year old <laughs> it's just it's ironic it's i don't know this team is you know i'm glad that they're proactive i'm glad that they want to make moves but again you can talk talk the talk and you gotta walk the walk ball's back in lindy's court they didn't trade Vladar. They're not trading for Linus Olmark. Saw someone say that today so that the Bruins could get uh, Lindholm. The Flames do not need another goaltender. In fact, they are trying to get shed of one. So if y'all would like uh, Vladar back for one of your picks, let us know. <laughs> but... That, that's all I have for tonight. I think, you know, we just got to keep chugging along and maybe a trade breaks in an hour or at 1 a.m. when I'm sound asleep. I don't know. Or during the day tomorrow. You never know. Because all of this is just pure chaos. But you can get your chaos recapped. Here on Locked on Flames. Tomorrow, Nick and I will be discussing the draft, free agency approaching, uh, any trades, and whatever else comes across our timelines. Because Lord knows Twitter is always feeding us some good stuff from the insiders. And you can make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube. Uh, free 99 across the board and make sure to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Thanks for tuning into Locked on Flames, your team every day.